0: Hello, you're listening to A Little Bit of Largum, a podcast about finding a more balanced, sustainable and mindful approach to living. Taking inspiration from the Swedish concept of Largum, a moderate choice between extremes, the podcast explores how this philosophy can be applied to all aspects of your life, to improve your wellbeing, the well being of others and of the planet too. My name is Marla, and today I thought I would talk to you about the food waste problem. In the last episode we started to take a look into some of the awful consequences of plastic pollution and some small steps we can start to take to reduce how much we use and dispose of plastics if you haven't listened to this episode yet feel free to check it out and see what habits you can adopt to start reducing your plastic waste one more point i wanted to make about the last episode is with the plastic items you recycle make sure that you wash them out first If they still contain bits of food inside, then they won't be recycled, so it's really important that we keep that in mind. So in this episode, we're going to delve into another excessive waste problem, which is food waste. This is really a massive global issue, and the actions we take in our households can be responsible for 50% of the solution, or if not addressed, can continue to be 50% of the problem. I think more so than plastic, when I was growing up I was always made aware of the importance of not wasting food. In primary school, I remember the teachers encouraging us to finish what was on our plates and at home my family would echo that message. Having gratitude for the food on the table and not being wasteful. So I always knew that this was something of importance, but I don't think I fully understood why. There are a number of reasons why reducing food waste is such a priority. It actually contributes quite significantly to climate change. According to WWF, about 11% of all greenhouse gas emissions that come from the food system could be reduced if we stopped wasting food. A 2018 study found that fresh vegetables and salad make up 25% of edible household food waste in the UK, but only account for 12% of greenhouse gas emissions from wasted food. On the other hand, meat and fish account for just 8% of wasted food, but 19% of emissions. So what do these statistics actually tell us? It says that although more fresh veg and salad is being wasted, the waste from meat and fish actually contributes more to greenhouse gas emissions. Since there is so much to look into with regards to the waste surrounding food, I'll do a whole episode looking into the greenhouse gas emissions involved in food production, along with the extensive ways animal agriculture is one of the largest contributors to climate change. According to the UN, a global shift towards plant-based food is vital if we are going to combat the worst effects of climate change. Globally, animal agriculture is responsible for more greenhouse gas emissions than all of the world's transportation systems combined. The truly detrimental impacts on the environment that animal agriculture has, along with the ethical issues regarding animal exploitation and sheer cruelty to animals, are the main reasons that I became vegan. There is so much to be discussed, unearthed and questioned with regards to animal agriculture, which is still so connected to the waste problem surrounding food. But for now, let's focus in on food waste post-production and what we can do to help tackle this problem. According to the UN, with further support from multiple studies, globally a third of food goes to waste. 1.8 billion people could be fed with the food waste produced globally. This is definitely a problem at the crossroads between climate action and social justice. All the world's nearly 1 billion hungry people could be fed on less than a quarter of the food waste in the US, UK and Europe. I'm going to read that again, just to let it sink in. All the world's nearly one billion hungry people could be fed on less than one quarter of the food that's wasted in the US, UK and Europe. 2.3 billion people are predicted to join the planet by 2050, and this will require a 60 to 70% increase in global food production, or we can just stop throwing food away. So what can we do in our lives to help with reducing our food waste? I'm going to share with you a few tips that I've found really helpful, so I hope that they can be of benefit to you too. So first of all, only buy what you need. This sounds very simple, but so often we can end up buying things that we really don't need. I've definitely fallen for this trap, especially if I go to the supermarket when I'm hungry and without a plan. I'll end up coming home with so many more things than I actually needed. To help avoid this, making a meal plan and then a shopping list can be super useful. And trying to only do a weekly shop, just one weekly food shop, as opposed to multiple trips. I definitely realized this more after being at university and then coming home to my parents. In uni, I literally would just do the one shop a week and get everything that I need and kind of plan what I needed. And I noticed when I went home that my parents didn't really do the same. They just kind of popped to the shops whenever they needed anything. And because of this, there's more chance of buying more because you're going to the shops more often. So you might pick up a couple of extra things, but you're doing that each time you go to the supermarket. This has definitely shifted now, back at home. My parents tend to only do one shop, maybe max two a week. And I think it's really help make a difference to how much they're spending and how much they're wasting. If you're like me and you don't necessarily want your week of meals planned out exactly, I quite like to make what I fancy on the night and not feel like I have to stick to what I've written down. So I just make a rough list of the meals that I'd like to make in the week and then I just buy the ingredients I need but I'm still free to cook whichever one I fancy on the night. Having a list to refer to really helps me focus when I go shopping rather than just kind of aimlessly browsing and picking up things that I don't really need. With the recipes that you choose it's also worth considering how long it takes to make them, kind of prep time and things like that. I've found that there's nothing worse than going to make dinner and already being pretty hungry to then realise it takes so much longer than you thought to actually make the food. Another little tip with regards to cooking I love herbs and seasoning food so much and I like buying fresh herbs but I find quite often they come in plastic so if you buy plant pot herbs then first of all you're reducing your plastic but also you're not wasting them because sometimes you buy them fresh and you might not use them all whereas if it's on a plant you just kind of pick off the amount that you need and I think that's a lot more sustainable. If this isn't an option for you though, you can always freeze herbs. I've found that they still have all of the flavour and work just as well in recipes once they've been frozen. I want to also make a note about bulk buying, because there's definitely pros and cons to this, and it really depends on what the item is that you're that you're buying. Some things I do bulk buy because I know that I use them a lot and they don't really go off, so these are things like oats, chickpeas, lentils, beans all of those kind of things that are either in cans or just dried couscous quinoa as well all of kind of the grains and yeah cupboard stuff really it's just worth getting to know what you use and how much you use it so you don't end up buying things that you then won't really use i wouldn't advise bulk buying fresh produce unless you really know that you're going to be able to use it before it goes off or you're planning to freeze it As fresh stuff goes off so much faster, if you're not keeping an eye on it, then it may go off before you've had the chance to use it, and I hate that feeling of letting something go to waste just because I didn't notice it was going off. Emphasising only buying what you need takes me back to one of the main principles of the concept of largam that I talked about in the first episode, which is taking only that which you need, to leave space for others to access those needs too. It makes me think back to at the beginning of lockdown due to the COVID-19 pandemic and the excessive buying out of fear that there would be a shortage and ironically the result was a shortage of certain products as a result of people over buying so I remember there was issues with getting toilet paper, flour, loads of odd things that you just couldn't get in the shops. If that excessive buying out of fear hadn't happened and everyone had just continued to only buy what they needed and a little extra just for reserves, just in case, I don't think there would have been as much of a shortage of certain items. Another thing I just want to mention is try not to fall for the buy one get one freeze. I am definitely a culprit of this because you see it and you think that's such great value, but especially if it's something fresh, sometimes you didn't need it and then you can't get around to using it before it's gone off because normally the reason it's on offer is because it's close to going off so it's kind of important to keep that in mind and if you are going to do a buy one get one free then see if it's something that you can freeze so that you can save the extra and it not go to waste I also am a big advocate of buying the ugly fruits and veg it's really great that in certain supermarkets now they have their own wonky fruit and veg range And I think it's really sad that the imperfect ones often don't even make the shops when really they taste the same and if you're cutting them up and putting them in a dish anyway does it really matter what they look like? A slightly annoying thing is that normally the wonky veg comes in plastic so it's kind of a way up of which is the lesser of two evils. Um, It's yeah a tough one. When I was visiting my parents, they have a veg patch and it was so lovely seeing all the weird and wonderful shapes of the vegetables, especially the carrots, they come out in some great shapes. I can't wait until I'm in a position where I can grow my own veg in the garden, I think it's such a rewarding thing and you really appreciate how much time goes into growing vegetables. Another thing is buying the single lonely fruits as they're usually the ones that get left. So this is like bananas, if they're in a bunch and then one gets left on their own, or a single apple that's left. I think some people will leave it there because they think maybe it's still there because there's something wrong with it. So if you pick it up, then it won't end up going to waste. Also, maybe buying some of the ripe fruit, if it's a fruit that you can freeze and use in smoothies, if you like making those, you can still use them and then they won't go to waste. So before you actually go shopping it's definitely a good idea to check your cupboards and you can use this to inspire your recipes for the week. You could maybe use that kind of chickpeas or beans that's been sat in your cupboard for months rather than buying something different. I find this makes me a lot more creative with my cooking. I really enjoy trying to pull together a meal from some random ingredients and they end up actually being some of the nicest meals I make. And it's something that really does stimulate my creativity as well. I love just trying to throw some things together and see what happens. Also, check the fridge as well. Sometimes there can be something hiding in the top corner or in the bottom of your veg shelf that you kind of forget about. So it's worth checking just so that you don't end up buying another of something that you already have and then letting one go off. Definitely take a look through your cupboards more regularly anyway, just to check what you're using. I think it's it's really good to know that if something's been sat in there for weeks, maybe you don't need to buy that again. And another great tip is from a book called Minimal, How to Simplify Your Life and Live More Sustainably. It's written by Madeline Olivia, who's a lot into kind of sustainability, zero waste and veganism. I found it really useful, the tip in there, which is to do a pantry and fridge challenge and it's basically just trying to use up all of the odd ingredients that you bought for a recipe and then never got around to trying or something that you bought when it was on offer even though you never use it. And yeah, just get a bit inventive with your cooking, trying to make new dishes with what you have and then you'll also be saving money on your food shop and not wasting anything. So when you've actually done your shopping, it's really important to know how to store what you buy, especially things like fruits and vegetables. If you store, for example, bananas and apples quite close to other fruits, they tend to make the other fruits ripen a lot quicker and then can potentially go off. I normally keep my apples in the fridge just because I like them when they're cold and more crunchy. And with bananas, I normally leave them out, but just not next to any other fruits. With avocados as well, they seem to have a really weird lifespan. They can be getting close to ripeness and it almost feels like you have a couple of minutes even before it goes from being ripe to gone off. So what I normally do is when it starts to feel a bit riper is I put it in the fridge and it seems to keep it at that level of ripeness. And it just helps me not forget about it and miss its kind of prime time. And then what you can always do once it's been in the fridge is take it out a couple of hours before you plan to use it and then it'll probably be a great consistency to do whatever you plan with it. Something else I find really useful is to cook something maybe in batch or just an extra portion and then you can freeze a portion. I always like to have some emergency dinner options in the freezer so that if I'm lacking some motivation to cook or can't really decide what I want to cook or if I've had a super hectic day and just need something quick it's really great to have an option there to use rather than being tempted to order a takeaway or buy a ready meal in a shop which has packaging that again will go to waste. Some things that I've found work really well for bulk cooking are things like lentil dal,s bean chillies, pasta dishes, stews and curries. To avoid throwing any food waste out uh, try and limit the amount you peel your veg. The skins can still be eaten and I think they taste pretty good anyway and if you don't like for example your potatoes having skins on them you can also roast the potato peels and they're actually a really great thing to just have a nibble on I think they're lovely. Another thing is if your bread has gone stale you can use it to make breadcrumbs and if you don't have an immediate use for the breadcrumbs you can freeze them until you do overripe bananas, make a great banana bread, or work well in a smoothie. I'm hopefully going to start adding some recipes to my website so you can always have a look there if you want some inspiration. If you're able to, try composting your food waste. I'll leave a link below of how to do this but basically it just involves mixing the food waste with leaves and soil and placing it in a compost bin outside. Have a mix of dry and wet. So you need some kind of dead leaves or cardboard and then some wet ingredients, uh, ingredients, some wet things sort of like grass and the food waste to help it decompose. And with the cardboard, a good thing to use could be if you do have a takeaway pizza box, They can't actually be recycled because of the grease on them, so rather than them having to go to landfill, you can cut them up and put them in to help with the composting of your food waste. There are also methods for composting inside if you don't have a garden and still want to try it. You can ask around and see if your neighbour does composting, and I'm sure they would happily take your food waste to add to theirs. Or see if your area collects food waste separately. The reason it's so important that food waste isn't mixed with general waste is because if food waste goes to landfill, which is where the vast majority of it ends up, sadly, is it decomposes without access to oxygen. And as a result, it creates methane, which is 23 times more deadly than carbon dioxide. So it has a much worse impact on climate change. Sadly at the moment in my county the food waste isn't actually being collected so you have to combine it with your general waste. So now more than ever I'm really trying to find ways to reduce waste further. Even I've been trying to use lemon rinds in a vinegar cleaner to give it a fresher scent and things like with the skins of veg, trying to find things I can do with them too. I want to talk a bit about best before dates They're definitely not law, so you can use your initiative with them. The food doesn't actually know when it's going to go off, so the dates are kind of just an estimate and often very much underestimated so that companies can protect themselves. According to the NHS, the best before date, sometimes shown as BBE, best before end, is about quality and not safety. The food will be safe to eat after this date. It may not be at its best, So its flavour and texture might not be as good, but again, you can use your own judgement for that. So don't get put off initially if you see that something's gone past its best before date. Don't immediately throw it out, see what it's like and then make the decision from there. There's also a website called Eat by Date, which is really helpful with this and saying roughly when things tend to go off, rather than trusting the best before end dates. Again, I'll put the link to this in the notes below. I now want to talk about a great app that I came across a couple of years ago now actually and I think more people should know about it and make use of it to be honest. It's called Olio and it's a food sharing app which is aimed at reducing food waste and building a more sustainable future by sharing what we might not need with someone who can make use of it or vice versa. The website also has so much useful information, facts about food waste and ways to get involved if you can. I'll attach the link below for this website because it is really great. I want to share a quote from the website which really hit home for me. I'm so much more aware of the food waste problem now but still reading this quote really emphasised the horrific scale of this problem and further motivates me to do more to help. So here's the quote. Food waste is really, really bad for the environment. It takes a land mass larger than China to grow the food each year that is ultimately never eaten. Land that has been deforested, species that have been driven to extinction, indigenous populations that have been moved, soil that's been degraded, all to produce food that we then just throw away. See, for me, that really, really hits home. All of the awful impacts that the creation of that food is had and then it's not even eaten i think it's so shocking to see that a landmass larger than china like in my head i can't even comprehend how much land that would look like and for that to be deforested and have species driven out of them indigenous populations driven out of them and then it's all gone to waste anyway i just think it's horrific So anyway, back to the app and how this can try and help combat this. Uh, Basically the app is free and it's super easy to use, it can just be downloaded from the app store onto your phone and I'd really advise you to do so especially if you have food that tends to go to waste. All you do is take a photo of the food, upload it and then people in your local area can say whether they're interested and would like to come and pick it up And then they can come and pick it up or you can leave it outside their door, for example, and then it doesn't go to waste. They can use it. And you can also see if other people have things on there that maybe you could use. And yeah, I think it's just a really nice way of connecting with your community, helping them out. They help you out and you prevent waste along the way. There are even ways that businesses can get involved to prevent mass produce that can no longer be sold from going to waste. And a lot of restaurants and cafes have already joined the project, which is really great. So hopefully more can do it. And if you're listening and you're part of an independent business or you're working for a company that works a lot with food, then maybe just have a chat to them and see if it's something that they'd want to get involved in. So the main takeaways from this episode... Plan before you shop to help you buy only that which you need. Regularly go through your fridge and cupboards using what you already have before buying more. And don't get too hung up on expiry dates. Remember that they're just a guideline. Keep emergency quick meals in the freezer to prevent spontaneous buying and more waste. Get creative in finding ways to use leftovers before putting them in the bin and compost if you can, and if not, see if your area has a separate food waste bin. Again, I want to stress, don't feel the need to make all of these changes at once. Making one small change at a time is so valuable, and will ultimately be helping towards the solution to this problem. Take the time you need to make these changes that can then last. And don't beat yourself up when mistakes happen, because they always will. It's a process, and it's so easy, at least I find, to become overwhelmed with wanting to do as much as you can all at once. But remember that no one is perfect, and the fact that we are trying to help and make positive change is the most important thing. So that's it for today's episode, and I hope it's proven useful. And if so, please share it with your family and friends you can rate and review to help more people find the podcast and if you'd like to you can check out the patreon page and you can find us on social media on twitter it's at little and i'll leave the website link and patreon page in the episode notes below if you have any thoughts about the episode any questions or information you'd like to share on the topic that hasn't been mentioned or you'd just like to say hi i'd love to hear from you you can email me on a little bit of at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate your support and I hope that you're well wherever you are. Speak to you again soon. Bye.